Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. When the Super Bowl ends, the biggest offseason story will be Aaron Rodgers. How about a few more bets to jump on for the Super Bowl? And we get a player's perspective on the MLB lockup. Will it end soon? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Super Bowl. I'm here with longtime host Trey Wingo. There are 30 teams not here. Yeah. Most of them pretty upset that they're not here. Some of them pretty happy to be picking in the top of the draft instead. Yeah. But the big offseason story is going to be what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And you were just like last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but we didn't know that this time last yes. year. Yes. We did not really know, or at least publicly know, that there was this tension behind the scenes. Aaron Rodgers yeah. says things have gotten better, but we still don't know yeah. what his future is. After having had some some information last year, some some inside yeah. info on what was going on there, what is your your feeling about where they stand right now? My feeling is that. I think that Aaron Rodgers has played his last game as a Green Bay Packer. And the weird part about it is, I think the Packers are okay with that. Mm. I really believe that. I mean, Andrew Brandt is a friend of mine who, of course, worked for the Packers organization for many years. And he's been saying this forever. The idea was to have Aaron Rodgers play two more years and then move Jordan Love in. And it certainly seems like that's the way things are headed. My only question to the Packers is, really? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Like, it's worked once from Favre to Rodgers. But the idea that the Packers only made it to one Super Bowl, if he's played his last game, and I'm including Aaron Rodgers in this in the statement when I say this, it is an organizational failure of the highest magnitude with a guy who is Mount Rushmore-type level quarterback. Yeah. First ballot, surefire Hall of Famer. You could argue top five all time. And you guys made it to one Super Bowl. That's a failure. I mean, you made it to two with Favre, who was throwing interceptions left and right. <laughs> right. I mean, like, you lost an NFC Championship or a divisional round playoff game against the Rams because he threw six interceptions in one game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's supposed to be so uh, risk-averse and all that kind of stuff. But uh, if, if he has played his last game, everyone in that organization, including Aaron, because he hasn't played well in a lot of those playoff games, has to say, how did we mess this up? Because you had a generational quarterback since 2008, and you got there once as a wild card. The, the team has said we want him back. Uh, the, you know, the, the president, Mark Murphy, recently said yeah. we want him back and that the, the organization is aligned on that. But there is also a difference between saying we want him back and we want him back at a cost. There well, is always a cost associated with those comments. Right. Well, it's like, it's like when someone says, no, he's our guy. It's easy to say that in May. It's right. harder to say that in October. Right. Like when all these uh, – when, when – uh, when Trey Lance was drafted and the Niners moved up all those picks to get him, Jimmy G's our guy for now. Yeah. Like, like there's, a, there's, a, there's always a hanging participle on those sentences, right? <laughs> you say that now because it's in your best interest. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean it might change. Um, listen, I think they'd be crazy to try not to make it work, but I don't know if they can make it work. If, if he says, okay, this is, this is not working out, I think everyone would feel better if we yeah. moved on. And I was, I was frankly shocked how fast – Fans after the loss were just sort of like, we're I, at a certain point. What are we supposed to do? Because they feel yeah. like you do that yeah. they should have won more in in all this time. Correct. So let's say Green Bay says, okay, we'll move you. What what makes sense for for each side? Is there a move that does make sense for each side? Well, obviously, a lot of people will look at the the Denver hire, right. Nathaniel Hackett. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you know, and everyone's a competitor. Um, 
do you really want to go to a division where Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are there? And Derek Carr's playing pretty damn well. I mean, like, yeah. if, he, if he does go to Denver, that's automatically the best quarterback division by a mile. Yeah. And, uh, One of the best we'd ever have. Yes. Maybe. And I don't think it's going to be that easy for him. Now, granted, Denver has a good defense and they have some weapons. They're going to have to give up some of that if they're getting Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know. Like, suddenly Tampa Bay is interesting. Yeah. Right? That's interesting. Um, New Orleans might be interesting. Um, I, I think suddenly there are a lot more. Don't say that too loud. Ross Jackson might hear you host yeah. Locked on Saints. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so there's all kinds of possibilities. Boat. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 the Denver thing, I think people are trying to put two and two together, but sometimes that doesn't make four. It makes five or six. So if I were if I were Aaron, I'd maybe think about looking at some of those other scenarios. The other domino there is Devontae Adams. Yeah. So uh, what I've been saying is, you know, there, there is the easy line to draw. Okay, well, Denver could just trade for both of them. I think that's there's just too much. We've never <laughs> even seen a deal like that. Yeah, that's, and, that's mad at Yes, stuff and me. we'll take all the cheese yeah. and, you know, and, yes. all, and all the... Uh, all the beer at the Miller Lite production factory. All the, all the cow, and, yeah. we'll take all of that. Yeah. I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense, but a team like Las Vegas, yeah. reunite him with Derek Carr, that, that could make some sense there, too. Is there, is there a move out there... That maybe we're not putting enough attention on because to me it's Russell Wilson, but you know yeah. we didn't we didn't even know this time last year that Aaron Rodgers could be out there. Think about it. Like what you just said is really interesting, right? We all know how important the quarterback play is in the NFL. If you don't have a dude, you don't have a chance. Like the Titans, uh, Bengals game, Ryan Tannehill's a guy, Burrow's a dude. Yeah, we could have Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson for a variety of different reasons all change teams this offseason. Might be the wildest quarterback offseason we've ever had. Ever. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is just like, why not me? Exactly. Well, I have a variety of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> They're threefold. Trey, this is a great man. I appreciate you taking the time. Pete, anytime, brother. Shout out Allie Bronson. Let's go. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. You can make money on the Super Bowl if you know how to bet it. We keep up looking for value. Coming up next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Commissioner Roger Goodell said Wednesday that the NFL fell short in terms of increasing the number of minority head coaches this offseason and that he has no solutions for the league's hiring practices. He said, quote, we believe in diversity. We believe it has made us stronger. People who have come into the league who are diverse have been very successful and made us better. We just have to do a better job. Is there another thing that we can do to make sure that we're attracting the best talent to make our league more inclusive? If I had the answer right now, I would give it to you. I would have implemented it. The league believes Brian Flores' legal claims are without merit, but Goodell reiterates that the allegations will be investigated to determine whether league policies were violated. Not exactly the best answer. It's only barely something. Jeremy Giambi, a former Major League outfielder and first baseman who was a key figure on successful Oakland athletic teams in the early 2000s, died at his parents' home in Southern California on Wednesday, according to a statement from his agent, Joe Wolf. Officers responded around 11.30 a.m. Pacific time to reports of a medical emergency that found Giambi dead at his parents' home in Claremont, east of L.A. Police Lieutenant Robert Ewing told the Associated Press. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office will determine the cause of death, Ewing said. Giambi played six seasons in the majors, including with his older brother, five-time All-Star Jason Giambi, on the A's in 2000 and 2001. The Toronto Raptors just keep winning. Their latest victim, the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Make it seven. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 117-98 win over a very bad Oklahoma City Thunder team in OKC on Wednesday night. It was a cruise control win for the Raptors and honestly a kind of refreshing style of game as a lot of their recent games have been super close. There have been a lot of crunch time minutes played by this team and it was nice to see them dispatch of a annoying but ultimately not very threatening Thunder team in this one. The big star performance for the Raptors passed Pascal Siakam, 27 points, 16 boards, 5 assists on 13 of 17 shooting. Just an unbelievable effort once again from a, for a guy who's been playing like a top 12 player in the NBA really since like December 1st when he got healthy and fully up to speed after returning uh, midway through November from a shoulder injury. And I, I think an interesting part of this game is the fact that he played 40 minutes despite it being a blow up for the most of the way. And it does really kind of tell you what the tale for this Raptors team is going into the deadline tomorrow. They're good. They're winning a lot of games. They've won seven straight, holding on to the sixth season Eastern Conference, but they're still really, really thin beyond their excellent starting five and a couple of reliable bench bigs in Chris Boucher and Precious Achua. After that, it's really, really anybody's guess as to who gets into this game. It's been Delano Bant and Ken Birch lately, but it's not enough, and they need a little bit more off the bench, and they have this Goran Dragic plus whatever, whether it's two second rounders, a first rounder, one second rounder, Malachi Flynn, you know, all of the above, all in one package. They've been floating it around reportedly across the league. And the Montreal Canadiens are making a change. Hello, everyone. It is Scott Matla here with Locked On Canadians, bringing you the biggest news of the afternoon that the Montreal Canadiens have relieved head coach Dominique Ducharme of his duties this season. The team had won eight games all year after going all the way to the Stanley Cup final last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And after a 13-6 record in the playoffs, a miraculous run to the finals after taking over for Claude Julien midway through the 2021 season, the Canadians had had enough at following a 7-1 loss to the New Jersey Devils. Despite Jeff Gordon and Ken Hughes saying that this wasn't something they had planned to do, Things kind of happen, and the change had to be made. The team has not named a new coach right now. They said they are naming one in a couple of hours before the end of the day, which makes me think that there may be a more permanent hire, not an interim hire coming. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your football action this season. Let's look at some props on the Super Bowl's national anthem. The age-old question of will the singer forget a word? If you think that will happen, you can make a yes bet for plus 900 at Bet Online. It's probably not going to happen. Is it going to be a large aircraft or a fleet? BetOnline has an over-under at five planes for the flyover with the value on the over at plus 125. And which quarterback will they show first on TV? BetOnline likes Joe Burrow to be the first quarterback shown during the anthem at minus 130 odds. Matthew Stafford, minus 110. For all your sports news and scores, BetOnline has you covered. BetOnline, where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. Joining me now from Bet Online, Dave Mason. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave Mason B O L. Dave. So, uh, is there is there something where you're looking at it going, this is this is if I'm gonna if I'm gonna look at one little spot, this is this is the spot where I might I might be able to find something that that makes me feel good as I'm watching the game. Well, actually, I, I, I from from our props, yeah, I mean, I. I'm kind of surprised by it, but um, Joe Burrow, will they show him with a cigar during the game? Not during the game, but the clip during the game, you know, and, and the S is plus 600. I, I kind of like that. I mean, that, that clip's everywhere, right? So 
Um, Hold on, we, we might have to cut the interview short so I can go bet that right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, there's so many little uh, wrinkles like that. So that's the one I like. Um, Halftime prop bets, those are always fun. But a lot of them you got to get in and early, though. A lot of these exotic props, you got to kind of get a bet them early because as information comes out, a lot will be closed, um, especially those halftime and a national anthem, like I talked about earlier, the halftime yeah. props. Once those rehearsals come out and the first song and all that, California uh, Dream, and I think, or, or what is it? Um, California Love? California Love, yeah. That, that's the, <laughs> that's the um, favorite right now to be the first song uh, sang, which I agree with, plus 250. I mean, the game's in California. How can that not be the first song? But we'll see. Um, that's getting a lot of action too. So, any any insight you can share on how they they put odds on some of this weird stuff? I mean, you're talking about uh, will they show a video of Joe Burrow? I mean, how do you how do you put odds on something like that? You can put on odds on anything if you want. All it takes <laughs> is an opinion and a little bit of research. But on some of this stuff, you know, there there, there won't be a lot of research. You know, when you're doing like the national anthem, for instance. You know, you, you look on the singer and if, if that person has done a national anthem before and uh, and you look for it and, and then you, and you go from there. OK, there's a history of this. You might add some some time on. They, they usually sing longer during the Super Bowl um, just because, you know, the theory is it's their biggest it's the biggest stage. They're going to draw it out as long as possible. But it's usually the case. And uh so there is research that's done to that, but some of this other stuff, like uh, you know, will, will they will they compare the announcers compare Jer, uh, Burrow to Macaulay Culkin? I mean, that's just a, a few of us guys just kind of uh, throwing an opinion off off each other and say, okay, well let's come up with some odds and uh, throw it up there and let the betters bet it. We'll move. I love it. I love it. Uh, let let's let's switch gears here uh, a second. Chatting with Dave Mason from Bet Online. Follow him on Twitter at Dave Mason, B-O-L. Uh, one of the big stories not in L.A. right now is what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. Is, is James Harden going to be involved in a deal there right now? If you want to speculate, you want to you play those odds, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we love having, like, the kind of free agency and trade stuff up um, for our players. Again, we don't keep the lit. We don't put the limits too high. We got to be kind of conservative with the limits, but not a lot of books like doing this stuff, but we love it. Um, you know, it's always out there in the, in the Twitterverse. People are talking about it. So if people are talking about it. They're going to want to bet it. So yeah, we have T uh, Harden's neck, which team will be traded to. And uh, Philadelphia 76ers are the odds on favorite minus 275. I don't know. That's what all the rumblings recently, but I, you know, I think Maury, I, I, I don't know. I, he's going to, I don't know if they're going to deal Maxi. So they'll, they'll give away Simmons definitely, but I have a feeling the Nets are going to want Maxi as well. But being a Sixers fan, I don't want to let Maxi go on, on top of Simmons. Coming up, the commissioner is set to hold a press conference later today on the major league baseball lockout. Will we miss games? we get a player's perspective from radio row next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on my New Year's resolutions. You might be like me, but I am trying to eat better. And Built Bar is making it easier to do. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. I tried them. They are spectacular. 
They have protein-infused marshmallow. I mean, what else do I need to even say? Fluffy, marshmallowy, and of course covered in 100% chocolate, but they are healthy. They are low in calorie, low in net carbs, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They are the perfect food, basically. I mean, let's just be honest. You want something that's healthy, that tastes delicious. That's it. That's what Built Bar is. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away, absolutely blown away by what you'll find in these bars considering the way that they taste. And right now, when you go to Built.com, when you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Normally here in February, we'd be looking toward pitchers and catchers reporting. Right now, we have some strife in Major League Baseball with the lockout. Joining me, Ryan LaVarnway, World Series champion and longtime Major League Baseball vet. Ryan, th- there is uh, a number of things that they're trying to figure out here. I think the biggest one is this manipulation of service time, all of that stuff. Ultimately, what do you think the outcome is here? Ultimately, I think we have a baseball season. It might be it might be a little bit delayed. I hope it's not. But my, my thought about human beings is we do our homework the night before it's due. <laughs> and our homework's almost due. So I'm hoping that we start to get some answers here pretty soon. Deadline spur action, right? That's usually how yeah. this works. Uh, when, you were, when you were playing, how, how often are these conversations had among players of just like, hey, what is, what is the deal with this thing? Well I'm, well, I'm a free agent right now, so I need them to figure out this <laughs> lockout situation. So it's not when I played, but as I'm still right. playing. We talk about this thing. It comes up. The CBA comes up once every five years. So every five years, we kind of hit the nail on the head of we need to figure out if we like the direction that baseball is going or if we need to make some adjustments to make the game better for the future of players. And I think right now the players have made some some really good suggestions to the owners on how we can improve the game and make it better for the next generation. But that's what negotiation, that's what collective bargaining is all about. Both sides need to come to the table, come to some sort of compromise, because if one side walks away feeling like they won, that's, that's not really a bargain, right? So both sides are probably going to end up walking away feeling like they gave up something they didn't really want to. But if both sides feel that way, then it's probably fair. How has, how has this changed preparations for players when they don't know, hey, I'm, I'm used to getting my body ready for this date. I don't know if it's going to be this date. We, we get ready to play the same way regardless, right? You have to be ready in case we're, we're going on the day on February 15th. It's seven or eight days from now. We're ready to play baseball. And when the owners say you're not locked out anymore, we'll be ready to go. Let's just fast forward. Let's say we have a baseball season. We get to July, August. I, I have always wondered how you are able to stay in it, to stay focused. I mean, they're called the dog days for a reason. So, like, can you give me a story or two from, from the dog days of, like, hey, this happened and it really energized us. It got us going again. These are the, the, the tips that you use. That's a great, a great question. And not a lot of people understand that baseball is different than a lot of other sports because we play 162 <laughs> games a year. And I think that might be part of the thing they're talking about. Do we make it 154? How would that affect the records? Um, do we need to put an asterisk near the, the record books? But the dog days of summer, that's when you really need to remember why you play baseball and that we started playing baseball when we were 5 years old, 10 years old, because it's fun. A couple years ago, I kind of grew up and grew into myself, whereas I didn't think I needed to be like robot baseball player athlete who is – always focused and never having fun. And what I started doing was I started playing catch with the fans in the stands before the game. And, you know, I've, I've kind of been up and down major leagues, AAA a bunch. But in the AAA stadiums that I play in, 
especially before they put up the nets that go all the way and were like caged animals. We, we would show up before the game, and there would be a row of 15 kids, and they all brought their glove, and they're all sitting there ready to go. And, and seeing how much fun they have and then seeing their parents three rows behind them filming it and, like, the pride and the joy in their eyes, that reminds me how much fun baseball is supposed to be and that I still love doing it. And finally, we got the chance to talk to former NBA player and host on the Best Damn Sports Show period, John Sally on Radio Row, and he had an interesting take on the last dance. What, what was it like to relive? One, if we would have known that the Bulls were going through so much turmoil, they would have never won. Oh, why? Because if we knew that they were in a squad, that they weren't tight, we would have played on that. It was a, one thing about Isaiah and Bill Lambert and Joe Dumars is they were very, very, very detailed, and they would know exactly what to say, where to pinch, what play to run, at what time. If Michael took a breath, they would go punch him in the stomach. Like, they knew so much that we would have we would have relied on the fact that Scotty and Michael weren't getting along. But you would have never known that. You wouldn't have known that Scotty, that Michael didn't like Horace. You wouldn't have known that, um, well, it didn't make a difference about Steve Kerr until later, but you would have never known any of those things. Um, if we knew that, they, that we caused them that many nightmares, we would have played on it even more. Coming up Friday, we will recap the NBA trade deadline and take one last look at the Super Bowl before kickoff. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.